0: Is there any parents in here that bought their kids something for Christmas that you were a little bit excited about yourself? All right, that you're just like I'm kind of buying this for me, really, but I'm gonna give it to my kid because that would look really weird. I mean, so uh, so I I, I bought um, my son something. Adrian and I were in the store, and we saw this thing, and it was in a box, and we put it all together, uh, and and I was and I was like, Haddon really needs this. Like, this is something that he really needs. And I, I was looking at it cause I was like, dude, I, I love that thing whatever that is. I want, like, if he doesn't put it together, I'll put it together. Uh, because I was just super excited about it. Um, and, and so I, because I think like every boy needs a toy, right? For Christmas. And so I kind of needed one anyway. Uh, what this, this is called a Da Vinci catapult. Uh, and I know, sorry if you're in the back, maybe it's hard for you to see, uh, but it's, it works, and it's, it's, it's pretty cool. Um, it's, it's called a Da Vinci catapult because he came up with this invention on how to make a catapult. Uh, and, and it works based upon uh, these strings being pulled by these sticks, okay? You kind of uh, see how it works. These, these two sticks, uh, they, they pull back and forth like that, okay? And they pull against one another for it to function and work. Uh, and it's super cool because you can like shoot stuff, and I'll show you that in a sec. But um, uh, here, but what's what's interesting about it is it works. Da Vinci discovered this this thing called synergy, and he he didn't discover it. God made it up. But like I mean, he okay maybe he discovered it, but whatever. Uh, so God made it up, and, uh, and and basically what's interesting about this catapult is that if only one of these things that you can see, the only one of these things right here, that pulls this chain action. If one of them pulls against it and you shoot it, the the object only goes so far. It only goes a few feet. Um, And so you kind of, mathematically, you're thinking, okay, well, there's two of them, therefore it's only going to go twice as far, right? So if you have one, it goes a certain distance. If you have two, it goes twice that far. That would only be logical. But in fact, this thing works synergistically and when, it, when both of them are working together, it will go three and four times farther than just with one. And da Vinci kind of figured this out. It's kind of a fun little adventure. All right, hang on. Hang on. I want to do it once, just for y'all. There you go. Look at that. All right. So anyway, uh, but uh, so it, it functions that far. Now, if only one of those. Thank you, Alyssa. Uh, so enjoy the pink one. I, d- I didn't throw the yellow one out. There we go. There's the yellow one. Um, anyway. Sorry, it's a yellow one. Nobody really likes a yellow one. Okay. Um, <laughs> anyway, but he, so this idea of synergy, when there's, there's two things that when you, you normally would think that, if you put two things together, that it would only double what one thing could do. Does that make sense? That would be the logical thing. But the principle of synergy, now I know that this was like a 90s buzzword in the business and economic community, uh, and, and nobody really knew what it meant, but here's here's what it meant. I'll put it up on the board. The interaction or corporation of two or more organizations uh a cooperation of two or more organizations, substances, or other agents to produce a combined effect greater than the sum of their separate effects. Essentially what that means is, it, normally you would think 1 plus 1 equals 2, but really synergy works where you have 1 plus 1 Equals three. Now, a shorter definition of this is, uh, is, is a shorter definition is combined action produces greater results. If you are together, if you have something together, then you're going to have a greater result than when you're by yourself. Now, an even shorter definition of that would simply be better together. Okay, so we're going we're to shorten the definition from a big, long definition of produce combined effect greater than the sum of its separate parts, all the way down to better together. Now, we, for the purpose of this series, are going to do an even shorter than short definition and just say, with. Uh, and, and so for the next couple weeks, we're going to be talking about this word, and what I mean by it is the synergistic effect of with and this concept of with makes a incredible difference. When we do things together, the combined result is much greater than our individual parts. And as a church, we see this kind of stuff. We see synergy all the time within our church. Now, let me let me just share with you a little bit about uh, 2018. Okay, so this is just a couple things that happened because 2018 was an incredible year uh, for the church at Cane Bay. Incredible year, so let me just share... I'm not going to give you all the facts, but I'm just going to share with you. Here's some record highs uh, for the Church of Cane Bay in our history. We've been around for about seven and a half years, uh, and, and so in 2018, here's what we saw: we saw record highs in average Sunday morning attendance. So right here in Sunday, on Sunday morning, we saw record highs there. We saw an, a record high in average missional community attendance. We're going to be talking about that over the next couple of weeks in a big way. Are uh, we had the largest? Uh, we had the largest. At, or, 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 there, uh, the most man hours ever served. Now, women, you are included in that. Okay, just to let you know. Uh, so, man and women hours served in our MCs. We had the most ever in the in the span of our history. Uh, we also saw the largest Easter Sunday attendance that we've ever had, uh, and then. Um, and money given to the church. In 2018, we saw you were the most generous that you ever have been uh, in the history of our church. So we saw some incredible things together, some record highs that we saw. Now, here's some really cool God things uh, that happened that I think only God can do. Uh, what we saw uh, in, in our church was there was more baptisms in 2018 than we ever have, than we ever had. And a lot of those were children. Most... Uh, in fact, we, ha- we baptized more children in 2018 than we ever have in our entire history uh, previously beforehand. We had more people uh, in 2018 go on an overseas mission trip than ever before uh, in our history, uh, which is super exciting. Uh, and here's, here's the stats that I'm really most impressed with and, and most excited about. Our average student attendance on Sunday nights is over 40. Uh, that is a 900% increase in three years. Uh, which is which is incredible. Uh, we sent uh, in, earlier this year. I know it's a long time ago, but earlier in January, we sent 20 people out from our church to start Creekside Church. So we, we gave up 40 people from the Church of Cane Bay, and this morning they'll see over 70 in the in the, at Creekside Church. So I mean the, the kingdom is expanding. And then one of my favorites, we sent two uh, full-time missionaries uh, internationally as well. Uh, and so, just inc- like just some incredible things that we saw God do in this concept of we are better together. This church is growing, and the kingdom is growing because of it. We're super excited about what God is uh, what God is doing. One of my <clears throat> favorite stories uh, from this year uh, was that we commissioned um, uh, one of our own uh, to be sent to East Africa in Kenya, <clears throat> uh, Whitney Jones, uh, and she uh, Whitney was a partner with the Church of Cane Bay for three or four years, <clears throat> and uh, she worked very heavily uh, with our student ministry. She was here every Sunday night discipling young women, young girls, young ladies, and uh, she was, uh, and, uh, you can ask Chris this, but I mean, she was uh, incredibly faithful, uh, probably our most reliable, most godly disciple maker, um, just a wonderful, wonderful woman who committed herself uh, to discipling our young teenagers, uh, specifically our young teenage girls, and uh, and she uh, came to us one day and she said, you know, hey, I think God is uh, calling me to uh, go um, on the international mission field and permanently uh, to full time missions, um, and, and w- which is t- which is which is great. We, we we rejoiced in that. Like that was just. It was music to our ears, and we we're so excited. We wanted to commission her. She was fully ready, fully ready to go, and ready. It was ready to send her, um, rejoiced with her in that. But it also it has this moment. We didn't tell her this, but it has a moment of we're just kind of concerned. Like you're just kind of concerned. Like you you are best. Like you're one of our best um, disciple makers in our student ministry. Like you're 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 leaving some really big shoes to to. To replace and it it, it had those that moment of the Lord. The Lord just really going to have to provide, and I don't know if she's going to, he's going to provide somebody like Whitney. And so it was. was, uh, I I had to. So we sent her, and everything went well, and she's out on the mission field. And I I had a check in my spirit um, one day when I got a text, and it's Whitney, and she is sitting or standing next to these two uh, formerly Muslim women. That she had a hand and a part in sharing the gospel to. And now she is actively on a weekly basis walking and discipling these two women that are now going to join us in heaven. And I had this moment and, and I was just like, why was I so selfish? And like, why, why why, in the world would I be selfish about, like, that's incredible. I mean, she's just doing exactly what she was doing here. She was just She's doing it over there now, and, 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 and being a light in a in a bright place, and uh, and so I kind of have this check in my spirit, and the Lord was like, well, "Of course, that's what needs to happen." That same Sunday, so I got that message earlier in the week. That same Sunday, a 15-year-old girl in our student ministry named Anna is here today. She came up to me after the sermon, and she said, "Hey, I." Uh, I've been bringing my friend with me, and I've been telling her about Jesus, and she wants to get saved. Why? Why would I think the Lord is not going to provide in that way? Why would I think that disciples can be made? And what's what's even better about that is Anna came to know the Lord in this church and baptized in this church, and she's making disciples, following a legacy of people like Whitney. Like, the Lord is going to provide. He's gonna. He's he's going to make a way, and it, it, just some amazing stories of people like that. That we. And it, it gives me a moment like like Simeon in the temple, as Jesus was brought as an infant to the temple, uh, and it, it, you know Simeon says, "I have seen the salvation of the Lord," and it just makes it reminds me of that. Of, of in 2018, we got to see the salvation of the Lord, and that was so super exciting. Anyways, I, I, I hunger for more of this. Uh, in, in 2019, I, I'm really excited and hungry for what God is going to do. We truly believe um, we're, we're, we're undergoing, we're thankful for the Mims family and what Chris has done as a leader of our student ministry, and we've uh, come to a place where we're going to transition, we're going to try to hire a, a new student pastor to come in and uh, take us to a whole nother level, which I'm excited about. And so uh, and so we're, we're going to see where we have 40 students. Um, my hope is to see that grow and grow and grow and see more disciples, more, more students right here in the baptistry and, and see that happen. So we're excited about that in, in, in 2019. Uh, we're going to be hiring, hopefully, where you're going to see some new faces around here because we're going to have some uh, church planning residents that are going to be moving here or making their way to Cane Bay so that we can teach them how to and train them how to be church planners right here. So we can plant them locally around this community. Uh, that's going to be exciting. Um, we're, we're about this week. Uh, we will send a check to the International Mission Board of your money, of what you have given, or God's money that you have given, uh, and we're going to send that check, and it's going to have, uh, you know, it's, it's going to have the Pangani uh, church plant written on the memo line saying, hey, we, we gave this money so that uh, a church can be planted in a Muslim community called Pangani. That's the Lord's work in you. I'm really excited to, to send that check away and what God's going to do there. And hopefully we're going to hear some more stories about that. You're going to hear that we're going to start training pastors in Puerto Rico and you're going to have a huge hand at that. We're going to send a team this year uh, to go to Puerto Rico to help plant more churches and see a gospel movement in Puerto Rico because of what you have given and what you have done. And we're going to be a part of that, which is going to be super exciting. And then, I mean, there's, there's other things we're going to do. I mean, we're going to have the extravaganza again. We're going to have big community events to, um, to, to get our, you know, get our voice and influence out there in the community to say, hey, we're here and uh, we want to love on you and care for you and we want you to join us on mission. Uh, so we're gonna do some things like that. And we've got we've got folks that are in the pipeline to become missional community leaders and they've got goals and visions and plans and they've got some passions that they wanna share in this community and they're gonna start leading new missional communities. And uh, so that's that's all exciting and all of that is gonna happen in 2019 uh, and see what the Lord is, is ready to do. Uh, and it all happens, all of that happens if we do relationships well, if we do this concept of better together, we do this thing called with, well, synergistically working together. And I want to show you in the scripture where we kind of, where we kind of got this, okay? So if you got a Bible, Ephesians chapter 2, okay? Bible, Ephesians chapter 2, if you've got a phone, you can look on your phone at the Bible app. Of course, our notes are in there in live events. When I want to share. And let, me just, let me just tell you, Ephesians chapter 2 is my favorite passage of Scripture in the entire Bible. So I get a little excited about it, okay? Uh, so, Ephesians chapter 2, one of the best passages of Scripture that you can possibly read. Uh, I'm going to dedicate the memory this, this year. I'm pretty excited about that. Uh, but, Ephesians chapter 2, and we're going to read the first seven verses. So, if you're there, say, I'm there. Awesome. Okay. All right. Verse 1, it says this. with which he loved us even when we were dead in our trespasses made us alive together with Christ by grace you have been saved and raised us with him and seated us with him in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus so that in the coming ages he might show the immeasurable riches of his grace and kindness towards us in Christ Jesus let me explain what's a little bit going on because it's a lot of big words okay in the first verses Paul is discussing how what wretched people we are and where we come from. In our American ideal, sometimes we think that we're just decent people, we're good people, and we do good things, and we're, you know, maybe we need Jesus to kind of clean up our life a little bit, maybe do a little sweeping a little bit for us. But that's not the reality in Ephesians chapter 2, 1 through 3. I mean, some of the ways that he describes, and he's describing not people long ago, he's describing us now. This is this is our present state. He said, You're dead, rotting flesh. In which you once walked, meaning that you're, literally, you are walking around dead people. That's what he's saying. Following the course of this world, following the prince of the power of the air, that's one way of saying Satan. He literally is saying that you are a bunch of dead walking zombies who follow Satan. And that you are children of wrath. Meaning that your entire purpose in life is to come under the wrath and justice of God. Meaning that he's going to pour forth out to you punishment. That we are all sinners. Walking around dead in our trespasses and sins. And we are followers of Satan. (laughs) He doesn't put it lightly. At all. And that is our state before Christ. Before God comes in, that's who we are. As Paul states in the first three verses. And you might be there this morning and you're kind of wondering, man, my life is just kind of jacked up and messed up and I'm just sinful and wrong and things are wrong and you're just like, I identify with that. There's great hope. In verse 4, it's one of the best butts in the Bible, okay? Best butt in the Bible, verse 4, it says, but God, being rich in mercy, now notice that it doesn't say anything to do with but God, because we were halfway decent people. No, it says, but God, because he is merciful, because he's rich in that mercy, With the, he's rich in this idea of great love with which he loved us. And get this, even when we were dead, even when we were dead, even when we were messed up, even though we were sinful, even though we were dirty, even though we were evil, it doesn't say anything about us being good people. It says that we're wretched and dead. And then it says, but God, because He's merciful and He's loving, He loved us even when we were dead. Then it says, made us alive together with Christ by grace. And how He does this is His own unmerited favor of grace given to us as a free gift. Now here's where I want us to focus in verse 6 real quick. It says that he has raised us up with him, circle that, and seated us with him in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus, so that in the coming ages he might show the immeasurable riches of his grace and kindness towards us in Christ Jesus. There's words there. The, I want us to focus just real quick on that. Raised us up with him and seated us up with him. All right. I want you to see this because really, that when when that that whole phrase right there that I, that I have kind of highlighted right there, that's actually just one word in the original Greek. The Bible was written in Koine Greek. Uh, it's an old Greek, um, and uh, and so that's actually just one word. And the word there, if I can pronounce it correctly, is sunegero. Now I've got some people in this uh, in this audience that know Greek better than I, and they can probably pronounce it better than I. But sune Gero, okay, that's, that's the word for, and he raised us with him and seated us with him. That's the word that's used in the Greek New Testament. Now, as, we, as, the, as the language evolves, it turns into this word, which is the current Greek word, which is synergia, which is where we get the English word for synergy. This idea, now back in that day, it was a very oral culture, not a whole lot of people read during that time. And so It's you a know, very oral culture, and the way that this was explained, this with, raised us with, seated us with, the way that it was explained, if you were to hear a teacher teach about it, is it was only used in the format. Now, this, these, these words right here, or this word in the New Testament, it's the only time that it ever appears in the entire Bible. This word right here, right now, in, uh, in Ephesians chapter 2. The reason why it's only used there is because it wasn't a very popular word. It wasn't, they didn't use it on a normal basis. It was heavily used in textiles. When you talked about making fabric or sewing things together. And so this word, sinegero, was used to say weaved together. So the idea of synergy or with or belonging together is the idea that when we are raised up with him or seated us with him that we are literally what God is saying what Paul is saying through Paul or what Paul is saying uh, by the inspiration of the Holy Spirit is that God literally weaves us together with Christ and when he dies we die and our sins die with him and when he is raised to new life we are raised to new life with him and when he is seated on his throne we are co-heirs with him that we don't become Un, we don't become unattached. That when we become believers, that He gives us the grace to say, "I'm going to weave you into who I am, and I'm going to raise you up, and you are going to be with me." And that is why the promise, over and over again, we'll talk about this next week, that He is with us, and when He means He is with us, it means that we are with Him. So over the next year, literally, we're going to talk about it mostly in January, but we have a year-long theme called With, and we, which we want to talk about three incredibly important relationships in your life. Now, are they the, are, some of them are the most important relationships. Are they the only relationships? No, they're not the only relationships, but we believe that these three relationships are incredibly important to your life and your walk with God, okay? It's these three things you're 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 with god you're with a friend and you're with a neighbor we're going to focus in on those three relationships all year long that we're with god we're with a friend and we're with a neighbor and we're going to be talking about those in specific detail about what that means to be with god you don't want to miss it next week we're going to talk about this idea of what does it mean to be with god and the next week after that, we're going to talk about what does it mean to have a friend. The vast majority of us cannot point to anyone in our life that we say, that is my BFF, that's my best friend. This is the person that I'm most vulnerable with. I can tell this person anything. They are I know Most people, in especially the millennial generation, do not have a best friend. And it is crushing our culture. Then we're going to talk about, as a missionary church, How we can be missionaries to our neighbors and we can have specific, intentional, engaging relationships with our neighbors. You don't want to miss it.